So, in Trump's latest press conference, conference, they talked about uh, getting the economy opened back up. Um, you know, we still have two weeks left on this. Um, mandatory shutdown uh, recommended shutdown of the economy and we are halfway through the second of what is supposed to be the two worst weeks of the pandemic um, and so this this has been um not nearly as bad as what they say and some people are arguing that you know well you cannot necessarily credit social distancing and closing up the economy for with this virus um, not being as fatal and as massive as it could have been um but I think that, you know, the doctors, you know, Fauci, Burks, and Ack, Amy Acton here in Ohio uh, did save lives. And I think going to shutdown and mitigation and whatever early on here in Ohio um, helped a lot. And I think Trump taking early steps helped a lot. And he was criticized for that. Um, all the way up till March 10th, you had people who are criticizing him for Okay, the people that criticized him for closing off the border with China. Let's just call it a border. The travel ban from China. Those people are now saying he didn't act quickly enough. A month, two months ago, they said he acted too quickly. Now, now they're going to say he's opening the economy back up too quickly, probably. But he's listening to his medical experts, and the media is trying to play them against one another. They're doing it in Ohio. They're doing it at the federal level. You know, who really calls the shot? The, the president or governor or the medical doctors. And they've been very clear on this. Uh, but the media has to get their headline and their ratings and their uh, clicks and things like that. So there's no question the elected officials are going to listen to the doctors and make a decision on that um, 
I have spent the last two days here in Ohio emailing all my contacts in state government and at my congressman's office because the waitresses here in Ohio haven't been getting their additional $600 on top of what they were. See, waitresses don't live on their paychecks. Unemployment, however, is based off of your paycheck. So waitresses are getting like $100 in unemployment checks when they're used to making that much in one day in tips. So with the Federal Relief Act, whatever they're calling it, they were supposed to get an additional $600. Well, it, they gave it out a few states at a time, and Ohio hadn't gotten theirs yet. Or there was some sort of delay. So I found out today um, from my state representative's office that the waitresses will be getting their extra $600 next week, and it will be retroactive to when they were first eligible for unemployment. So that was pretty cool to see um, government working for the people for a change. At least it worked for me, but of course I... I know these people and they owe me. Um, I'm not gonna bullshit you. I mean, they, not because I'm some big contributor, but I'm the greatest helper, volunteer person you're ever gonna have, biggest cheerleader um, you'll have if you're on my good side. And the very opposite, if you're on my bad side, I'll be the, I'll be the biggest bastard prick dirtiest player in the game if you piss me off and I know every legal trick in the political playbook legal the key word as opposed to outright election stealing cheating and uh, underhandedness of Democrats so that being said DeWine is looking to open up Ohio's economy. Uh, it's going to be two weeks. It, I don't think it's going to be much sooner. Um, and I think it's going to come in chunks. Um, you know, the hardest hit county in Ohio. I'm just, And this will go apply to the rest of the nation in a broader sense. But I'll use Ohio as an example. Um 86 of the 88 counties have reported coronavirus. Mahoning County is per capita the hardest hit. That's, you know, based on, you know, like number of cases per 1,000 people. Cuyahoga County, which is up by the lake, um, is the hardest hit overall with like just sheer numbers Mahoning is the hardest hit county in Ohio but it's one of the bigger counties same thing Columbus and well Franklin County 
where Columbus is, is hit hard, but Columbus is the biggest city in Ohio, 750,000 people. Um, and then, pardon me, Hamilton County, where Cincinnati is located, is next. And, um, hold on, I gotta relate this. I had to relight my cigar for a minute there. This is what I think will happen based on what I've been hearing in these press conferences from the uh, president and the governor of Ohio. When things start to open back up, it's going to be a section by section thing. So if it's the federal level, Trump is going to recommend states that are the least hardest hit, um, you know, can go back to somewhat normal. And if an outbreak occurs uh, and numbers start to spike, they'll go back to ground back to zero and start over again with you know recommending shutdown of everything and you know stay at homes and all that so take ohio for example most likely you know cuyahoga county you would think would have to stay at home maybe a couple more weeks um where I don't know what the hell the, um, the uh, whatever the least populated county, which has probably the least number of coronavirus cases. Somebody told me last night and I forgot already. I think it might be Zane County or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, the county with the least number of corona cases will be told, okay, go open everything back up and then, you know, local officials will have some control over their local situations and things like that. But, um, you know, this is just how it's going to play out. If you're an area that's hard hit and your statistics are going up, whether it's just raw numbers and I mean like, you know, total numbers, or if it's like per capita, which is a percentage of your people, you know, uh, like one in every 1,000. Well, if you have one, okay. Then if you're hard hit either per capita or in, numbers like Cuyahoga County, you're probably going to be on the stay at home, you know, and the uh, watch list, the, um, you know, keep businesses closed, non-essential businesses closed uh, for a couple more weeks than someplace that has like, you know, one or two coronavirus cases. 
I forgot where I'm supposed to say that on YouTube, but oh well. Um, so that's how it's going to go. Uh, Trump has his economic team and the libtards on uh, Twitter, like Alyssa Milano and others, are pointing out, oh, there's not one medical expert on the... Uh, on the economic reopening task force thing, they already have a medical task force, you idiots. This is an economic task force. They've explained that the president will take the orders or the recommendations of the medical experts and send them on to the, well, he'll make the decision, but the economic task force is tasked with coming up with a plan to reopen the economy, not make the decision. The president will make that decision based on the recommendation of the medical experts. And then... The economic task force plan will be put into place. The economic task force does not make a decision. They come up with a plan to reopen. Okay. Then the president makes a decision on when to enact that plan after the medical experts have given him their recommendations. Okay? So this is stuff you're not getting in the media. You're, in the media, you're getting idiots like Re Rachel Maddow, go, who accused Trump of racism when he did the travel ban with China, where this all started. And we're starting to hear rumblings that this was a virus created by the Chinese uh, government. Maybe that's why the World Health Organization and the UN have been p-diddling around with uh, their investigation of China and the Wuhan virus because they don't want to see a war with China or sanctions on China or something like that because it was their military that weaponized or their scientists that weaponized the corona or the Wuhan, the pandemic virus, whatever we're supposed to say. Um, but we don't know. I mean, that's a little bit conspiratorial and I want to stick to factoids. Um, so... Nonetheless, the waitresses in Ohio are going to get their long overdue additional $600 per week retroactive to when they were uh, first eligible for unemployment here in Ohio. Um, the $1,200 stimuli or relief checks have been going out. Um, the IRS website was overwhelmed this morning around 
uh, 8.39 a.m. It finally told me I had accessed it the maximum number of times because I kept making mistakes. And, um, like, I was rounding off numbers. Like, uh, they wanted to know your gross annual income and how much you owed in taxes or how much your tax return would be. And so I had to, you know, find my bank account routing and checking account number. And then I had to find, I knew a ballpark number of how much my gross income was and how much I owed on taxes, but they wanted exact numbers. So I had to like go in and out of the thing several times. And a couple of times I got an error message that said, you know, this is not your fault. This is, you know, a server problem or we're, you're going to experience delays because of an overwhelming um, amount of access at this time and blah, 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 like that. So uh, after a couple mistakes on my part and a couple errors, uh, from the website being overwhelmed with people, I was told to try back in 24 hours. So uh, what I was trying to do was put in my uh, direct deposit information so I could get my $1,200 welfare check uh, in a couple days instead of a few weeks. So nonetheless, it's nice for the government to give away some dinero. That wraps up this segment. Rolling, rolling. Alright. So, kind of segment number two. Um, World Wrestling Entertainment uh, has been, tr is, I mean, uh, in my opinion, it's a sports slash acting. It's like sports slash soap opera. And... Oops, guess I'm doing two YouTube videos tonight. Alright, okay, so we messed up the YouTube feed. Um, back at ya, at ye, with uh, YouTube video number two of the day. Um, by accident, <laughs> I cut myself off. Um experimenting with my camera so world wrestling entertainment today made a lot of roster cuts it is treated like a sport by president trump who is friends with vince mcmahon the the owner of World Wrestling Entertainment. So I think Vince has inside information here that's telling him that things aren't going to get back to normal. And atop of that, the um, television ratings have not been good for World Wrestling Entertainment. Pardon me, my nose itched. Um, that last, whatever it was, Monday night's 
World Wrestling Entertainment show um, had very, very low ratings by their standards. I mean, 20 years ago, they were getting like 5 to 10 million viewers a night, uh, every Monday night. Now they're getting, you know, like 1.8. So, big, big differential there. But uh, I think the empty arena matches and shows are better. I, I like what's going on on WWE TV right now. Um, even though, you know, last night I kind of tuned out to get ready for a podcast with a friend of mine. Um, I still am liking what they're doing with the wrestling for the most part. Um, today, okay, so Donald Trump's been having, let's back this up, back that ass up a little bit. Trump's been having, you know, conference calls with, you know, the, uh, sporting world about how and when they can get back to having regular sporting events. So, of course, the top people from the NFL, the National Hockey League, the NBA, Major League Baseball, um, and World Wrestling Entertainment have been on these calls. So I think Vince knows that things aren't going to get back to normal right away. So, he's had to make some cuts amid some lost revenue from all of this. Uh, they lost $22 million by not having WrestleMania in front of a crowd of 70,000 or more people. They lost, you know, they lose some revenue from not doing their... Uh, non-televised house shows or live events as they like to call them Um, so that's been going on since this corona stuff started now the funny thing is Florida has deemed professional wrestling as an essential business so we're going to be able to get the um, All Elite Wrestling, the NXT brand of WWE, along with uh, WWE Raw and WWE SmackDown. I just find it funny that that's an essential business. Um, but, I mean, they're wrestling, you know, with a bare minimum number of people and no no fans in the buildings so they're they're still putting on wrestling shows but uh today world wrestling entertainment uh fired 18 wrestlers and we'll make an extra note here So, I broke it 
into three categories. Scategories, maybe? I don't know. Well, I broke it into three things. And... So I'll read you the wrestlers and give you my opinion based on this. Um, they were not used right by the company. Um, I was surprised that they got fired. And then there's no surprise. So people that were not used right by the WWE, and that means they weren't put into the right storylines or the right matches or both. Never given... I just dropped ash all over myself. Um, okay. Now we got it. Okay. So, here's one, here's the ones that were not used right. Eric Young, he was a guy that was popular in another company called Impact, or sometimes known as TNA Impact, and he was small in stature, but big in heart and work ethic and ability to get himself over with the fans. And those are the intangibles in wrestling. The work ethic, the ability to get yourself over and just general ring knowledge or ring wrestling knowledge talent. Um... He was in the on the NXT brand, and he had a faction there, and they were over. They were popular, and then they brought him up to. It was then it was called the main roster, if you were on SmackDown or Raw, and they did nothing with him. There was no grand entrance for him and his crew. There was no big feuds. They say, oh, wow, you're really popular at NXT. Well, let's put you on regular television and go with you. And they didn't went anywhere with him. And so today he got released. The next um, I'm going to make is a pair, and it's Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. This was Luke Gallows' second or third run with the WWE. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles were um, in the Bullet Club in New Japan Wrestling. And they dominated, they beat everybody up. And so AJ came into WWE along with his Bullet Club partners, and AJ got off to a great start. 
However, Gallows and Anderson just never... I mean, they should have come in to WWE as a dominant tag team and beat up everybody like they did in Japan. And instead they were treated like, okay, we signed you because you were AJ Styles' friends and that's how we're going to uh, put you in storylines and put you in matches. You're just an afterthought because you're AJ Styles' friends. We didn't really want you. And that was stupid of WWE. So they finally got their release. Now the bad thing for them and all of these people is there's really one alternative in the United States right now or in the world of wrestling and that's All Elite Wrestling. But All Elite has a full roster of talent and doesn't need any more. They've picked up some people that the WWE cast off but that's because they had a place for them uh, you know an angle an idea already in place so Gallows and Anderson aren't going to fit that right this minute so they have nowhere to go I'm sure they made a lot of money in WWE but basically them they and these other wrestlers I'm still wiping ashes off myself have nowhere to go. Um, the next one on the list is Sarah Logan. She came up as part of a group called the Riot Squad, and they were never handled properly. They were supposed to come in, and they all had like mediocre runs in NXT. And before that were big stars on the independent wrestling circuit. Sarah Logan, I know the best because she's from Ohio. And she was big as crazy Mary Dobbins on the independents. And they should have kept her in that gimmick. Uh, she used to come out in like Jason from Friday the 13th masks. And she would just act crazily. And she'll, you know, paint her face and different things. And her last match on WWE TV was Monday night. And it was her getting pummeled by um, Shayna Baszler. And then the match being ended because they made it look as though Baszler broke her arm. And Sarah couldn't continue it. It ended with Sarah leaving the ring crying, which is the furthest from the person that she is and the person uh, that she used to be in wrestling. So she was never booked correctly, along with Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. I'm wondering if there might be a round number two of firings tomorrow, and Liv and Ruby might be in that firings, but I don't know. Um... Next one are next ones are Mike and Maria Bennett. In WWE, they're known as Mike and Maria Canellis because Maria Canellis was there previously and had a, a name that WWE fans recognized. They came in as the Lovebird couple, 
That was a horrible gimmick. Mike and Maria got over huge in Ring of Honor, mostly because of Maria's looks and scantily clad attire. But Mike eventually became, you know, a top person with his, you know, gimmick and, and his characters. And then they went to, he always whined and complained on YouTube, Facebook, well, not YouTube as much, but Twitter and Facebook. And Maria got herself over doing YouTube videos and cutting promos on YouTube. And then, of course, her her bourgeois type selfies and photos on Instagram. But, you know, they just never got the right push, the right usage. And then, you know, it came out Mike was hooked on dope. Um, Maria got pregnant, which I think was a get, um, not to get into their personal lives, but I think that was a way to kind of get Mike off of drugs. And they just got a big WWE contract so they could afford to have a kid. So, um, after she gave birth to baby number one, They returned. Mike did a stint in rehab at some point and got off of drugs. Good for Mike. Um, he lost weight, got cut up, and they just never booked him and her or the two of them in any good storylines. The great storyline they had going towards the end here was, well... They got a big WWE contract extension. And then Maria, surprisingly, gets pregnant again after they get their big uh, contract. A bigger contract, more money is what I'm trying to say. And a multi-year deal. And so it was <laughs> Maria was just belittling Mike and it was great television. I don't even know who the father of this child is because you're not man enough to be the father of my child. And so that was, that was the best angle that they were booked in. And so uh, they, they left the company and uh, were fired today. And Maria put a good video on her Instagram if you want to watch it. She was very appreciative towards the fans and the WWE. Um, so, but that they were never used properly. Another one what was fired and not used proper was EC3, Eric Carter III. He was big in impact wrestling and really over. He had a good look. He was 
muscular, chiseled, you know, chiseled face, could talk on the microphone, which they never gave him the microphone in WWE. Uh, you would think this would be one of the guys that Vince would be big on because he had everything that Vince likes in a wrestler. You know, he's, he was, uh, you know, built like a comic book superhero. Uh, he had good looks in general and he could talk. And they did nothing with him. He came out on TV once. I think he won his first match against a, a jobber. And then that was it. He was gone. So. Uh, and now he really is gone completely. Uh, the next one was Rusev. He's been asking to be released for a while. Still finding granules of cigar ash hiding in places. Um, Rusev had been asking to be let go. He and his real-life wife, Lana. They, they wanted out because they just weren't being used correctly. Um, you know, they put him in this big feud with John Cena. And then John Cena wins when it should be time for Rusev to go over and get over the hump. Get He was big with fans. Fans were chanting his name. And the WWE just said, screw it. So now they really screwed him and fired him. Um, earlier this week and last, uh, um, this one guy that's been more than a week, um, Brody Lee, who was... Um, one of the Basham brothers with Eric Rowan. And he was also in uh, the original Wyatt family. He wrestled as Brody Lee before he came to WWE. Because he looked like Bruiser Brody. And he got released and was never used right. The guy is now in All Elite Wrestling. And is just tearing people up. And that's how he should have been used in WWE. Uh, he was when he was with the Wyatt family for a little bit. And then the Wyatt family just got completely screwed over. And they stopped booking them correctly. And made them start losing to everyone. And then, you know, Brody Lee got hurt. And was on the shelf. And then he came back for a little while. But wasn't still wasn't used right. And so he said, I want out. I want out. I want out. And they let him out. And then the next pair was another team that was not being used very well. And they were old school wrestling tag team. Like uh, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Uh, you can look at either Gene and Ole Anderson, or most of you probably know uh, Ole Anderson and Arn Anderson. Um, but they, you know, did a lot of mat wrestling, a lot of holds, um, and were just a good tag team. Had great ring chemistry, ability to read the fans. And they were popular with the fans. 
but WWE just the writers, Vince McMahon, people just didn't, and people in positions of power just didn't like them, so they didn't use them right. So they started saying, we want out, we want out. And they finally, last week, got their out. Um, people that I thought were surprised, a surprise to see them get fired. I'm going to have to read these quicker. Um, Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist. Um, he was doing a backstage agent kind of role and an advisor role to the wrestlers but he was one of the best in-ring wrestlers ever in real life and in WWE so it was a surprise <coughs> to see them let someone with that kind of talent and wrestling knowledge go But right now, they're trying to save money. They're not worried about, you know, building wrestlers for the future. Another surprise was Leo Rush. He was very, very good wrestler, very good on the mic. Could do high-flying things that um, no one's ever seen before. He had a previous run in WWE, uh, but he got cocky and people backstage started to hate him. So once he got fired the first time, he got humbled and then came back and was a, starting, I thought, starting to become a really good uh, wrestler. He didn't seem as cocky. The first time his, his piss poor attitude actually came through on television. So, but they fired Leo Rush. They fired No Way Jose, who was not not used well. He was he got big and popular because of his gimmick in NXT, and then when they put him on Raw, they just had him go out there and lose to everybody. Uh, then next was referee Mike Kyoto, who's been in WWE for like thirty years. Like, why did you get rid of a 30-year referee? But that they decided he was expendable. Um, no surprise that they got fired were Drake Maverick, who never got on, got anywhere. Never, I couldn't even tell you who he is if I saw him. Um, Drake, okay, so I said Drake Maverick. Kurt Hawkins, another one that, you know, I watch the show <clears throat> every week. And I can't distinguish Kurt Hawkins from this next guy, Heath Slater. Uh, Heath Slater's cool. I've seen his interviews. So I guess I can distinguish him from Kurt Hawkins. But I just never... He never got over. He never had a body. He never... You know, he could wrestle. He could cut promos. But he didn't have that steroid look Vince likes. Uh, Eric Rowan. No surprise there. Uh, he just couldn't get over with any gimmick except for the Wyatt family. And they, the WWE crushed that gimmick. 
And then uh, Aiden English. Another guy I've seen wrestle and seen have good matches, but I can't distinguish him from the other four or five guys that look and wrestle just like him. And then Primo and Epico Cologne. They were um, the Usos before there were Usos. Uh, it's a pair of brothers. And, you know, they were from Puerto Rico. They're cool. But uh, they never took off. And then the Uso brothers came in while the, um, the clones were hurt. And the Usos got over, so they don't need the clones anymore. Because they're basically, you know, clones of the Usos. So as long as Jimmy and Jay Uso stay out of jail for petty crap, like getting into arguments with the police for shits and giggles... Uh, they didn't need the Cologne brothers. So there may be more cuts and firings to come from WWE. We'll see. Um, you know, a lot of people complain, like Liv Morgan complained about um, the way they're using her. Like the whole Riot Squad, Liv, Ruby, and... And Sarah, excuse me, Sarah Logan, I mean, they were brought into um, a big push, but then they just went out and lost all the time. <sighs> you know, they would have some backstage antics uh, where they would, you know, tear, tear up the locker room or trash things on their way out to the ring. Like, ooh, we're rioting. We're the riot squad. And it, it was cool, but, you know, it. then they just go out and lose. Um, so Liv Morgan had a nervous breakdown on TV and said she was going away for a while. And she was going to come back fresh and new. And then she was off TV and she was tweeting and Instagramming uh, mysterious you know, messages, and we all thought she was going to come back as, you know, Bray Wyatt's sister Abigail, and be like a really dark character, and they just brought her back with like different ring gear and different hair color, and they they haven't, haven't used her well, you know, they repackaged her, and then they forgot her, you know, so... It wouldn't surprise me if she isn't gone soon as well. Um, when it comes down to this, you know, WWE has all of the best wrestlers in the world. Okay, you can say what you want about um, New Japan, um, Ring of Honor, all elite wrestling. You know, they're good. They're great. They have great matches and they have great wrestlers. But the WWE's entire roster is made up of the best that you can find. Maybe they're not putting on the best shows in WWE. Maybe the writers aren't booking them well. Maybe 
they're just not being used. Um, you know, not everyone who's your favorite wrestler can be the world champion. There's only one championship belt to go around. There's only one top spot to go around. And so people that are good are going to have to step up and be great. Now, some of these people that I read to you did step up and did have great matches when they were allowed to. And did have great storylines when they were allowed to. But when it comes to it, WWE just didn't feel these people were necessary to continue the company. And WWE can do that because they're the biggest in the world. And, you know, they're a business. You know, Vince McMahon's baby, the XFL, just now went out of business and then filed for bankruptcy for the second time because of this coronavirus, this virus that's going around. Um, so, you know, it, it's a tough time in the world and tough decisions have to be made by businesses. And this, these are some of those tough decisions. But uh, as WWE tells its wrestlers, when they get fired, best in your future endeavors. And uh, best to all of you out there. Stay safe. Have a good night. And God bless. And pray for one another. Thank you very much for listening.